Welcome to Actually Best Choice Movies, the world's only movie podcast. I am one of the hosts. My name is Chris Chafin. Hey, everybody. That's Chris Chafin. I, myself, Caleb Shively, the other host. You gave yourself a little bit of a rim shot. Kinda. It was great. <laughs> the <laughs> jazzy <laughs> Caleb <laughs> Shively. Um, yeah, Caleb, you know, it's so lovely to talk to you as always. Um Lots of I I am well, I'm actually excited this week um, because we're actually talking about a movie that is like currently in the discourse right now. Mm-hmm. It's like very of the moment. Like there are people are publishing articles about it today as we record, and the episode is going to be out in just a few days. So you know I think we're we're doing great this time. Definitely, yeah, uh, yeah. So the the podcast is we pick uh, you know we try to pick the good movies out there. Like what is good? Uh, you see a movie and you react. That reaction is quantified by. Uh, oneself as good or bad and enough oh of goods as a consensus is reached uh, if they see it good enough. Uh, and it's fun to explore that good. Like, why is that good? <laughs> and that's what we're here doing. Uh, and then we have an old movie we're doing that with just to put more in context. So uh, if even if it really, if it is even really good, it's still just a reaction. Like if it's good, you're just reacting. If it's bad, it's just also a reaction. And we're all different people, you know, reacting to art. And this podcast is having fun with some of the ways to explore the way reactions make us feel, which is I will describe the podcast. Caleb, I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Uh, Every week, we we talk about two movies. This week, we're talking about the very au courant, uh, We're All Going to the World's Fair, uh, just out this year, just very recently. Um, I guess kind of technically it came out last year. Anyway. Uh, um, No, it premiered, uh, well, I guess that was uh, at Sundance 2021, but, you know, uh, didn't get distributed till it's in theaters now, 2022. And on VOD, like now, as Mm -hmm. of like a couple, two days ago. Uh, And we're pairing it with 2014's Blumhouse production, uh, Unfriended, which is, again, as almost always, Caleb's idea and again, almost always, completely inspired. Great idea, Caleb. Mm-hmm. These two movies go together so well. Yeah. It's really uh, great. On a first blush, it's more of like uh, how movies specifically about the internet uh, in the genre of horror, even if you like take a step back from that in general, I would say it's about how uh, the internet is involved in our lives uh, as told through genre filmmaking. <laughs> Uh, and that genre happens to be both these movies are close to, I don't, they're close, well, one's explicitly horror and one's more like an art house horror, which, uh, you know, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And I can't wait to talk about it all this week with you, my good friend, Caleb, on actually best choice. <laughs> Catch your breath, movies. <laughs> But before we get to any of that, like you were saying, Caleb, we're the internet on film, right? It's a relatively new genre, especially as we get to the the point in time where directors like grew up using the internet. Thousand percent, yes. Yeah, so it's very interesting, and it, it it's only really lately ish that people have figured out at least a little bit how to do the internet on screen yeah uh even in like the 90s it was more like hackers as movies because that's how old people saw it too which is kind of dumb uh but i don't know the recent phenomenon i mean it does super recently and i would say uh we covered it recently on our episode where we talked about turning red which was a a movie that came out recently but set in the 2000s we paired that with eighth grade which i feel is uh, in very much in vain with they're all going to the yeah. World's Fair about a young person in post 2015 era say that we're just they grew up on the internet they uh, yeah. it's antagonist who just that's how they communicate somebody who looks at the camera and goes mm-hmm. hey guys welcome to my channel yeah 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 and we looked at social media before too uh, we did a Zola Ingrid goes west which I thought was you know a very interesting way but this is more explicitly about the internet and you know that can feel gimmicky and that's not to say gimmicks can't work or be interesting, which is more the case of the second film where it's a complete gimmick, but it's still very interesting. But, you know, it's the, I would say movies that work on the internet, it's not as explicitly about the internet. It's more about the pervasive nature of its effects on 21st century living and the way we communicate. And I find that way more interesting than explicitly being like, here's the internet. And I think 
yeah, what Chris is saying, film is beginning to tackle that as like human evolution is beginning to uh, tell its stories about that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mentioned eighth grade is a good one. Uh, I would say another uh, genre film uh, that is very explicit about the internet tells a story using the internet though is <laughs> it's true ralph breaks the internet <laughs> it's a fish out of water tale it has a very comedic <laughs> approach but there's some like actual dark stuff about comment sections and uh the whole princess disney stuff is like pretty fucking funny too her which we also covered on the podcast is like more of a, a futuristic way of communicating but easily could draw parallels to like what's going on now uh it didn't uh there's also another movie I like, uh, similar to uh, Unfriended. Unfriended, we'll talk about later, is uh, like found footage. It's all taking place on a screen. And that's a horror movie that does that. There's a movie called uh, Searching, uh, stars John Cho. Uh, it just is uh, like a thriller. He's trying to find his missing daughter. And it just takes place all on uh, screen. And I thought that was also uh, uh, a very interesting use of the internet search bars and like uh, how deep wet dark web shit can go. And uh you know, it also had a very good performance how to like actually act in these <laughs> uh, found footage internet movies too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there are bad examples too, like I, I say too. Uh, not even just like the, the 90s. Uh, I think a bad example is, uh, you know, when you're too preachy about the internet or uh, being too black and white, the internet can be this and this instead of just being like, no, the internet's here. The internet's just life. Uh, like that's what I think both these movies are more about too, is that the internet's just life and there people are living their life through the internet. Uh, but the bad yeah, I example mean, I will call out is uh, Disconnect. Uh, had Jason Bateman and a bunch of people. It was too preachy. And then Men, Women, and when, Children. When, 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 when is this movie from? Like, uh, when? when did Disconnect come out? Uh, it came out in 2012. So like kind of oh, okay. too early. Uh, it before was, Unfriended even, right? Yeah, before Unfriended. I, I can't even know the director's name. Uh, Jason Bateman, Andrew, Andrew Riseborough was in it. Uh, Hope Davis. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a little bit That's too preachy. And uh, there's also the Jason Reitman film, Men, Women, and Children, which I'd had a, a dramatic Adam Sandler, which we all love, but we forget about that movie because, again, it's a little bit too like, yeah, you're kind of wrong about the internet here, guys. <laughs> it's maybe perhaps for a different age bracket or just not for me. Well, uh, there's plenty of things that don't get the internet right, if that's what you're talking. I mean, like, um, like even The Circle, right? Oh, sure, sure, sure. I mean, something like that. I mean, there's, it's kind of, I think, very easy to not get the internet right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think what, I agree with what you were saying, which is like these, the movies that are really interesting about, about the internet, quote unquote, they're really about how the internet, you know, affects us and, and the way we live. And they try to kind of represent how, what it is to be a person alive right now mm -hmm. when you spend so much of your time on the internet, like looking mm -hmm. at various screens and doing stuff. And it's like so much of your professional and emotional and like yeah, if, if you're gonna it. set a movie in today uh, you have to reference it even if just like people looking at their phones or stuff but like it, it is like such a thing like i was even watching uh steve mcqueen's shame earlier today uh and it's about a sex addict and like of course he's looking at porn all the time like they have to throw out his office computer because it's it's filthy man there's so much like he like because cream pies i don't even know what that is he says fucking ridiculous movie anyway uh <laughs> even like his sister Who catches doesn't know what a cream pie his uh, chat cam girlfriend too mm -hmm. uh but that, i was just like yeah if that's the person who exists today of course he's gonna be fucking who has a sex addict and can't always has to fit, feed that fill that void of yeah he's doing that shit um yeah and then and it's that, kind of a cop out when movies set themselves <laughs> slightly earlier now these days that's exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say i think this this is why you see so many movies that aren't set in the present these days mm -hmm. because so many people don't know how to tell stories where people are using their phones and computers all the time and also so many classic setups and dramatic situations you can just it's very easy to get out of if you have a cell phone <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what i mean like you gotta yeah uh so i would say overall um uh a, a more methodical and like slower approach to the internet and how it uh, is in the living in the real world actually i think both these films do maybe not uh maybe in a more methodical in a fucked up manner in the second film <laughs> um but also uh, that also describes uh great films uh which are uh documentaries which uh obviously reflects times very very well and there's a ton of like great internet documentaries too as well uh the internet's own boy about uh reddit's aaron schwartz i would recommend catfish is a phenomenon that movie catfish. it's a tv even a, a tv show that is, is, is dumb and i watch still on is it do you think it might be 
<laughs> it's one of those things like when I first found like I first heard about it, didn't watch it for like six years, got into it one day and watched like 30 episodes. Oh my god. <laughs> Nev Shulman just totally seems like one of those people who is around everywhere. Like, have you met <laughs> Nev Shulman? I mean, it seems like maybe no. you would have. <laughs> I don't meet people. Whatever. You meet all kinds of people, Caleb. <laughs> That's true. I met you. Um <laughs> I did watch uh, Feels Good Man too, the movie about uh, Pepe the Frog and Matt, Matthew Fury. Oh, I recently. never saw that. Yeah, uh. it's on Peacock right now. It's it's uh, 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 I would say my favorite doc about the internet because yeah, man, it's a fucking scary place where things can turn on a dime. And like, it's also just looked at how things grow and how uh, communities are formed, or uh, just the nature of antagonism and uh, how dark really our world is like they took credit for electing trump in 2016 they loved that they did that it's fucking wild yeah it's terrible um, yeah i guess uh, I, yeah, I, listen I, would, to, um, I listen to podcasts about the internet i don't watch sure. documentaries about the internet hey podcast um, exists because of them. They're, they're very similar they're very similar <laughs> yeah 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 but it is just great to see uh film uh really just starting to like maybe more happen more so as we're going forward i think uh, the first film we're talking about is such a, a landmark film in that regards of uh, uh, bringing <laughs> uh, it to light in such an artful, skilled, interesting overall manner, <laughs> like something you haven't seen before, maybe even thought before, but yeah. still is articulated to you well with a story being told. <laughs> uh, so you want to get into it? Should we talk about it? Yes. So yeah, the first movie <laughs> that we're going to do tonight is... 2022's We're All Going to the World's Fair. Hey guys, Casey here. Welcome to my channel. Today I'm going to be taking the World's Fair Challenge. So, you want to join the internet's scariest online horror game? We can't be held responsible for what you become. All you have to do to get started is take the challenge. I don't know to what to expect. We're all going to the World's Fair is the Buzzy feature debut, I think, right? Is it her feature debut? Feature debut. Yeah. From Jane Schoenbrunn. Schoenbrunn? Um, uh, yeah, let's go with it. Starring Anna Cobb and Michael J. Rogers. Um, you could... <laughs> this is, I thought of this as I was writing this intro, and I, I'm just going to apologize for it in advance. But um, you could glibly summarize this movie with an updated Homer Simpson quote, which would be, the internet <laughs> The internet is the cause of and the solution to all of life's problems. Um, the movie is about you know, the way we interact with the internet, the way the internet affects us and the way that it can help comfort you if you're feeling lonely and disaffected and you know, disconnected from your, from your life and from yourself and help you find maybe other people to connect with and, and talk to. But at the same time, it can encourage you to be, you know, a, it can feed some of your, your worst impulses and put you in a negative feedback loop where you're being, you're getting support for doing things that maybe aren't good and you shouldn't be doing. Um, but maybe at the same time, you're becoming a truer version of yourself. You know what I mean? These are the kinds of extremely online things that this, this movie is, is about. Um, the plot is, it's an, it's a horror movie. It's about an online game where you do a kind of, uh, online candy man ceremony where you say, we're all going to the world's fair three times, I think. And then you watch this crazy video of strobing lights and then you document what, what happens to you afterwards. Um, so we're following Cobb's character as she does the challenge and she's undergoing this event, the world's fair challenge, and she's going, you know, some dark forces are interacting on her, um, you know, or are they, is she just imagining it? Um, another like thing I think you have to mention about the discourse around this movie is that, uh, Shone Brun is they, them, you know, she's I, trans or gender nonconforming. And many people view this film with its themes of being alienated from your own body and kind of, you know, having these kind of these, these feelings as being a, a trans narrative. Although I have read um, the, I have read Sean Burns say like that it was not her intention when she made the movie. Um, although it's certainly a reading you can understand that, that people have. Um, to me, really at the end of the day, I mean, I did really, uh, like this movie in a certain way it struck me as one of those movies where these you have these like extremely artistic non-linear art films that somehow become these like huge touch points for a certain for young people because they're like reflecting back something about the experience of being young right now that you're not getting from anywhere else in in your life 
and you know these are movies like gummo like um bully or kids i know those are all like larry clark adjacent movies yeah. <laughs> but like um there's other ones too i just couldn't think of them off the top of my head but do you know what i mean these movies that are like they're yeah, donnie darko movies. for some reason donnie darko loved, yeah. they're like very we artistic. saw like napoleon dynamite for some napoleon reason <laughs> dynamite almost really i was thinking that honestly it's almost like that where it's these like these offbeat artistic movies that really strike a chord with young people. Um, and I definitely think this is one of those movies. Uh, and I really enjoyed watching it. I maybe I am not a young person anymore. So maybe I didn't quite connect with it in the way some, uh, like a 20 year old might, but I, I did really enjoy watching it um, and thought it was very interesting and thought provoking. Uh, Caleb, how, how did you feel about this movie? Uh, I keep thinking about it. I saw it a week ago. So yeah, I, I, it's nails the, uh, very true sentiment more than any movie ever. Like we're saying how great it is for the internet, but um, there is uh, an inherent loneliness uh, to being online. Like if you're online, you're doing it. Like you're no one else is controlling your head or anything. It's like you're, you're being online. It's a thing everyone does for themselves. So like, as you go online, it's you're navigating it and that's how you craft your, and that's what we're doing on the internet uh, posting and uh, what we browse in our history and watch and stuff. It's, uh, crafting our persona uh, and then it's letting our per persona grow and then even indulging that persona too like saying oh here's this thing i've become on the internet let me like go for it. uh and as to watch a young kid go through that it's like kind of uh, stark and harrowing uh and i like that there's this horror vibe to it all all too uh which um, i mean we're being voyeurs watching this in, in the way it's shot and they also do well, some cool pullback uh filmmaking stuff uh, to show actually her like in walking through the real world. Though the, just the point you make about it being voyeuristic, I think is really interesting because there is something like, this is even true of unfriended, which we're going to talk about later, but there is something like intensely personal about watching somebody else use the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, you almost feel like it's like you shouldn't, I mean, you definitely feel like you shouldn't be watching and it's very, it's so, it reveals so much about you in this very uncomfortable way that it is, it's just like, it puts you, it connects you with the character in such an immediate way, but at the same time, like repels you from them. Uh, and I thought that was done like very, very well in this. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to zoom out and then zoom back into that, I think uh, the director does a great job that establishes like during the opening credits establishes uh, a setting and a time, like specifically unspecific. Like there's a bunch of abandoned stores of abandoned Toys R Us. There's a bunch of strip malls yeah. by, by, uh, by highways. Uh, and then it goes back to the first scene of, Casey, the Anna Cobb character, Casey, just filming a video of herself. Uh, she joins her joining the game. And I love that they gave her a restart too. Like she does it once and then looks around and like straightens up the background. Uh, and so the film like really starts out in this uh, online persona, this online performance she's filming. And then for like the entirety of the film, as the, uh, as it poses the question, uh, we get a blurred vision of online Casey versus real life Casey uh, and how that really is like at play of like this young uh, p person uh, existing, finding a community and just living world. Cause uh, there's also like her, there's no pair, like there's, they don't show any other characters or dad yells once hear, to her you, to go to yeah, sleep. You hear him yell. Yeah. And then I think you see him like drive up or something one time. Yeah. But like, it's, like, yeah, it's like super never close. It's basically yeah. her the entire time. And the one other character that, which comes on later in the film, uh, but yeah, we're just like watching her on the internet, watching, like you're saying, it's intimate and creepy and voyeuristic. We're watching her browsing history, watching her queue of videos she's watching. Uh, she's playing, so she plays this game. Uh, it's the first scene. And then like, we're seeing like how she's playing the game to her with the information she takes in, which is awesome too, because then he gets to, they get, they get to film a lot of just weird videos too and he brought in like real youtube people and real asmr performers to do it as well oh my god that scene where she goes like you don't know if she's doing some kind of weird sleepwalking because a demon is possessing her or if what's going on she goes up to some weird building and her in her like back it's like a it's like a garage you know on the detached from her house that mm -hmm. she goes out to and like lays down on a couch and puts on an asmr video on a gigantic projector that's like sitting on a pool table <laughs> and like all the lights are off it's, it's just so it's so suburban and it's so bleak and mm -hmm. it's so lonely there, I mean, there so was... much of this movie is so lonely right yeah i mean yeah that's, that's what i've been saying uh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. i would say uh there are specific videos i will talk to about uh bring up later but i will, I will like bring up that like she's as she's watching like the other people who do who play the game 
Like there is even like a version of like what a stupider movie like this would be like a monster is actually in the screen. Maybe it's yeah. kind of like calling out unfriended too a little bit, which is kind of like hands come out of the laptop screen and pull somebody into the laptop, <laughs> yeah. you know, as she's watching these, um, her getting to know her, we see her being like, kind of go from a cute kid and then like getting some feedback from this weird creep and then like doing more like weirder, darker stuff, like filming herself sleep. Like she was, we see her like, think it's stupid to film herself sleep. And then she gets more into doing that. Seeing this like emotional journey that she's putting out, like almost like a torment she's putting her through. So to be in these like filmed videos that she uploads because she's trying to get more yeah. views. She's trying to like assert herself in this community. I mean, it's so interesting, like you're saying, because as much as she seems like a disaffected, and she is like a disaffected, lonely person who's like going through some terrible emotional thing. Like at this, I mean, she's doing the stuff she's doing like for clout and for validation mm -hmm. and for attention online, just like everybody else. And the movie is very, they always show you how many view counts there are on her videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always like 14. It, it does go slightly up. Yeah, yeah. Well, duh. Because, but yeah, it is like a, yeah. not a huge number at all, which is uh, <laughs> always like a, a very interesting joke to do my favorite joke on broad city once is uh, alana's just filming everything uh for her stories one episode um uh and then they actually show the screen and there's only like 14 yeah like like 10 people actually watching it it's like <laughs> yeah they suck <laughs> um but anyway uh that, yeah that, 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 that insane theme of growing up on camera with this i mean my god yeah this young uh art so yeah it's she's I mean, like can, a, wait can art, i say about this like yeah, you're saying growing, growing up on camera right so this was one of this kid is, i don't know how old the character is supposed to be in this movie she seems somewhere between six high school age yeah 25 you know somewhere yeah. in there um i i did it, it did make me incredibly depressed and worried for my my own child. And I kept <laughs> thinking, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe my daughter has yeah, to grow up in this world." Like, to see you don't even really know what awful. that it's gonna can hold or the, the technology holds. Like, it could. I mean, th think about ten years ago from now and like where it's at. It's... I was having so many insane uh, thoughts where I was like, "Oh, I'm sure they'll just like have it all figured out by the time she's you know, old enough." I would say overall, it's not. It is like a. It's not a warning about the internet. Like that Pandora, like I'm saying, Pandora is out of the box already. Yeah. Uh, and here, if we see Casey as a, a kid posting videos online, she's also a talented artist. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. There, there is optimism to the darkness that is the tone of this film. Uh, and that is that like a kid can find their voice or like. Right. A kid and that can, it's okay like, to be do yeah. cringy stupid stuff on the internet mm -hmm. because it, it's a process that helps you find something and everyone's and, doing it yeah <laughs> and i was also found myself as much as i was worrying about having a child that today I, I also found myself being kind of like envious because i was like you know in when i grew up you would just never nobody in the world would have the courage to do something like this like post a video of themselves oh, like, yeah yeah like yeah on the end and and it's like we're the worst for it like why should you not and it's like everybody should get to do it everybody should get to do the dumbest things in the world on the way to finding like something interesting and, you know, true about themselves. And yeah, it, it's, it's so great really that people get to do that. It is dangerous and lonely and embarrassing, but mm -hmm. um, it can be really good for you also. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's a th the, the theme of that being like the control behind art in general, like, uh, like an artist controls their art, uh, uh, gets to explore it, gets to have it grow. Like, I don't know. Like I was watching a Robert Baldwin movie earlier. I was like, I watched something from like his early days. Like, wow, what a, what a way he gets to grow. Uh, but that's like on such a massive scale. But like these kids get to experience it on like through TikTok, these 15 minute a daily even mm -hmm, as I well. Know, right. um, and there is a darkness to that. They're, they're, we're not saying the internet's not a darker place. Like in real life, kids are depressed. Yeah. Kids are going to fucking right wing websites. And she's and obviously depressed. And I mean, she does seem like the kind of person that mm -hmm. could become an alt right person or something because she's well, like she's just a dark she's wearing metal shirts and stuff uh, i mean uh, as we're talking about the film a little bit uh she as she's post she does post a video about harm too yeah uh, uh yeah it's dark uh, and like, it's, it's all about yeah like but at the same it, time i will say there is it is it's the debut feature i have no idea what the budget of this movie is but i i do not think it was very much there yeah. is a there is a playfulness to this movie also and a kind of 
video yes. art like thrown together. A thousand percent. Like yeah. by the time you get to like, so both of these movies actually are very short. They're both under an hour and a half. Um, so this movie is maybe the shorter one. By the time you get to like halfway through the movie, which is 45 minutes, there's just like a montage of a bunch of videos of like things loosely related to the idea of mm-hmm. the we're all going to the World's Fair challenge and like an animation that somebody made. And it feels almost like a, like a night of videos you would see at a bar. You know what I mean? At like a, a some kind of video art showing. And that's yeah. also great. I think that's cool. And I'm glad that this movie gets to exist and is so like getting. I love attention. that. Yeah. It leads into the DIY nature of our, of our time. Uh, like, as so all these slick filmmakers are trying to show them, maybe that's a, a thing too. Like, oh, they're trying to show how cool the internet can be. Uh, and like, no, don't fucking film that shit. It's fucking harsh and digital. Uh, so yeah, fucking nailed that aspect of it too. Yeah, talk about uh, artists controlling their art. So fucking good. It is weird that this game, it's a weird community. It's people playing, just being dark and like, that's a fun yeah. like ring to grasp and like I heard somebody compare it to like Slender Man. Like it's, it's yeah, like yeah, po- creepy pasta, yeah, creepy pasta, yeah. But it's not, yeah. it's not really like a real game. It's like a, it's a weird kind of yeah, storytelling creepy pasta Slender Man mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, what, yeah, what, what Chris said earlier was that yeah, you're just posting your progress of like what happened. Uh, so is it really happening, uh, or is this? Yeah, as we're saying, is this kid performing videos more and more? And some of those videos are fucking weird. And is it you're believing it, or is it yeah, you're again her depression, or yeah. is it her uh, actually wanting to like be uh, an internet star, getting feedback? Uh, yeah, and that stuff's all like front and center. That question being asked all time. Uh, and that's the climax like, in the movie, right? Well, yeah. Well, uh, before we get to there, I'd just like to say, like, when we get like a fucking string of just the movies Casey produces, that movie—that's when this movie really starts taking off, and that's when I got like it really clicked for me that I ended up like, no, this movie's fucking awesome because then it gets like kind of funny. Like you're saying, it's a, there's a fun nature to it. Like there's a some amazing scenes. Like uh, uh, she's walking, like she's, she's talking about all the videos she's filmed. Like she goes to a uh, she's at a cemetery. This is my high school. Just points to grave. Uh, that's the teacher. That's where the teacher's lounge was. That's the principal's <laughs> office. <laughs> uh, there's a, a, a one of your best scenes you'll see this year, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she sings a song about winter love, and she oh dances to this winter loves thing. Uh, I'm not. I don't know. I can't. I can't really spoil. It, but like, just that's say there's something song, that happens. Right? During... That's an original song. You know, I didn't want to look into it too much because it just felt so fucking awesome. That's really good. Uh, yeah, hopefully that it's, that's the scene that's gonna uh, if there's a scene that's gonna live on and just become a meme of its own self as things move forward. It might be that. Uh, but then she also like smears glow stuff on herself, and she also has a stuffed animal the whole time. Oh, so sad. Uh, and then like she just goes crazy, and then like I've had this since a baby, and then she goes crazy one vi- video and like rips it apart, and then she like snaps out of it or mm-hmm. not. And or not, talks to or, the car- or the yeah. whole thing is an act, or you know, yeah, and then, yeah, and that's where the story comes in. As we're like, it's a pretty simple story in that regards. Of like, is this person doing this, or is she cra- crazy, or is she is there really a ghost? Uh, and that's interesting enough. And like, I love the way that it is blurred. But another way it happens is that, like Chris mentioned, there's another character, uh, a deep voiced older man who's creepy as fuck, yeah. uh, and we. Uh, like they show his life. We only see it in like his lonely life in tiny segments. He of, seems like, to live in a giant, giant house. Like, yeah. Absolutely. By in himself. The middle of nowhere. With like a bunch like of in the toy woods somewhere, yeah. you know, in America. But it's very strange and it's revealed like gradually. Mm-hmm. But he spends all his time like in the fetal position, just like watching videos on his phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he like gives her feedback on the video, like comments or like sends her scary messages about the he's playing the game is what he's doing really he's what... and it also it's interesting i thought it was interesting as somebody like because you're you, so much of the movie you're spending with the other character who's making these videos and you're kind of thinking about like yeah god making these videos of yourself like it's so weird and you know it's like why would you do this and then they start showing you like the people who watch videos like this mm-hmm. like i.e. you and me and you're like oh yeah that's actually way more sad that's yeah actually like infinitely worse that you that's why there's reasons they have like under 20 views yeah um yeah. But needless to say, that character offers uh, more blurring of the lines in the sense that uh, he actually like offer like reaches out like past the game uh, confines. I think there is actually a, a term he uses to like reach out of the uh, of the rules, uh, and that like 
blurs it in a way that I I, I didn't ex- expect, or just or just blurs it in a way that made me think uh, that it's not about uh, strangers are scary on the internet, but more like you can't really know people on the internet. I mean, you can try, and you can't you can get to know people in certain ways for sure. But for all the emotions and feelings we put into like a screen, there is an endpoint there. There's it's still like like how we're crafting person. It's not real life still. Like for how close it really gets and is continuing to get, uh, there's still like an endpoint uh, that you can't really super know someone on the internet, uh, which uh, fun yeah. to take you like uh, to, to get. But at the same I, 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 time, like amazing, you do yeah. know, it's like it's like you do know them. It's like they don't want to be the version. You know their of persona. Them. Yeah, they don't want to be the version of them that exists in real life. They want to be the version that is their interact. They're they're being yeah, and, while they interact with you. Yeah, you but know? is what what is that? And that's real life to them. But is that really real life to them? Or like, what offers real life? And that's why the ending is ambiguous too, which I really liked how ambiguous it was. I'm not going to spoil the ending at all. Uh, but yeah, it just leaves everything in such an earned ambiguous manner. Uh, like what we see on the internet, what we feel on the internet is, is that even real? That's like a mind blowing question to ask yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, and, and it is like this, like I was saying before the climax of the movie is his, the fan saying like, you know, this is just a make em up, right? Like, well, this isn't real. Yeah, like, yeah. like he's and trying, he, break, like, he breaks the game, yeah. Yeah, I know, shut up. And it's, Yeah, he blurs the, it blurs the line, and then it gets to, it, it, it's, he calls out, like, some of the videos she posts. Uh, like I said, she she talked about hurting, and he's like, hey, I was concerned, I thought about calling the cops. He's like, no, I'm playing the game. But as a person, people have just watched the film, like, did you really watch the game? Uh yeah, did, yeah, did she it, know it was a game? Did she? Th- I mean, because it seems yeah. like it presents it like she thinks it's real. And I mean, call it, this movie it, it is interesting because you talk about it. People say it's a horror movie, and we've been saying it's a horror movie, but like nothing happens, you know? Like no, yeah, no. it's just like kind of creepy a lot of the time. It's it's more of a, a art piece of what the character would make herself about the internet. Yeah. It's a, as a response to the internet too, uh, like spooky, you know. And uh, uh, like you're saying, uh, we're, what, what we're talking about is, you know, defining the line between your online persona and your real self. And that uh, is just defining an identity, uh, which, if anything, I took from the, uh, as, as you said, she's a, a they, them. Uh, they are they, them, excuse me. Uh, that Like, yeah, defining an identity is a, a, a thing they went through. So let's. That's what I got from more of like, or like, yeah, uh, identity is such a, a a fucked thing. Like, it's wild that like, like we're doing a movie podcast. We put these movie things out there, and I uh, retweet film Twitter shit and go on there. It's you're, you're defining yourself as an identity, uh, and that is what all we're doing all the time too. It's the internet's helping that or informing that or, or limiting it in a, in a very odd way. It's this movie that like fucks with you. And like, well, I mean, can I, can I, can I ask <laughs> yeah, you? Caleb? I mean, did, did you, did you think this was a trans movie? Is it? Is, no, is it like, like I'm saying it's about identity, which is a thing that everyone. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Through. I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that. But, but do you have, that is a, like a thing like film Twitter is talking about, or she, well, she gets asked an interview. Like I said before, when we were talking before the film, uh, who cares what film Twitter says? Film Twitter yeah, is fucking yeah, stupid. Terrible. But, you uh, know, it's part uh, of the discourse. I like movie, memes, right? you know? but yeah, who, uh, discourse is also fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, like we're on it because uh, you just uh, I, I, you want to hear movie news. Like I, I, I like to hear. Uh, uh, oh my God, could you I believe like those screenshots of the new Avatar movie? It does look like mist. See, that's <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh, I didn't pay attention. Really bad. I just learned that the word "waters" in the title. I'm talking about like. Yeah. Uh, movie weird. purchased uh, Park Chan Wook's new movie. That's pretty cool. That that's movie weird. did that. Movies. That's like the biggest acquisition movies history. I mean, uh, Caleb, Park Chan Wook's one of the best directors. We could be <laughs> looking at the closeout of James Cameron's career as with the like the most epic flops of all time. I mean, he's and, like, the best sequel destroyed. director of all time. I I'm know, not bet it. I'm and not I, him. I want to believe. I want and Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time, or was for for a while. I think it is still like he because they re released it or something. Um, so it seems totally possible, but also like. It just seems so unlikely at this point that that's going to happen again. But maybe it will. Who knows? Who knows? I have no idea. Who cares? No, whatever. (laughs) I care. You care also. I know you do. Uh, I care the sense that it's going to affect how movies get made in the long run. Like there's 
great truthful art movies like such as we're going to the uh we're all going to the world's fair that uh like maybe kids will discover 30 years from now as like a, a testament to uh of our of our time versus uh navi pe- putting braids oh on God. birds or whatever happens in that movie so ridiculous um caleb do you want to move on and talk about our next film i do let's do it brother <laughs> um the next film is 2014's you know, I, I honestly, you know the name of the director, but I, I think the salient fact about it is that it is from Jason Blum and Blumhouse. Sure, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's called Unfriended. Who is doing this? This is Laura's account. Who would hack into a dead girl's account? Maybe it's Laura. All right, everyone, hands up right now. Who's doing this? Multitasking scares for screen-dependent teenagers, Unfriended is a sly film about how we communicate and process visual information. It is also a movie about a ghost in the computer killing for revenge. Uh, Via Facebook, instant message, YouTube clips, and more of one girl's laptop, the film tells the story of a cyberbullied teen who has committed suicide and has six people from her high school convene on the one-year anniversary of her death via Skype, a mystery avatar appears, which they can't hang up on, and we soon realize the connections these young men and women had to the death as the teens begin receiving threatening messages. What starts out as a cat and mouse CERN turns into full-on bloody horror. The found footage approach kept the budget at $1 million, and the film itself grossed $63 million, garnering a sequel, Unfriended Dark Web, that is pretty much the same exact thing with adults. But hey, why mess with a good thing, Chris? What the fuck are we going to talk about? Yo, Unfriended. What an interesting movie, Caleb. It's so, so fun to talk about with you because, so I hadn't seen this movie. Um, and the reason I keep mentioning Jason Blum, like you can say the other movies that he, his studio produced, but his he's famous for making these low budget, high concept movies that are like extremely cheap to make and that then make like, you know, a million times their budget and this is such an interesting creative example of a movie like this Mm -hmm. because for almost the entire movie what you are looking at is someone's laptop screen and they're like moving you're seeing them move their cursor around and like type and delete things and then you know obviously you're you're seeing other people in chat windows and kind of things are happening behind them um but I, you know, what a, what a great concept. What a great concept for a cheap mm-hmm. horror movie. And it's so well done because, yeah. you know, like I was saying, you, you don't think about how much of your life is mediated through staring at a laptop screen, especially when you're a teenager, you know, and especially in this time period, 2014, before, you know, smartphones were existed, but maybe we're not as good as they are now. And it's like, that's just a part of life that isn't represented in film. Do you know what I mean? But that oh, for is, sure. is such a major part of existence at this point in time is like talking to your friends on the internet and like you have different windows going with different people and you're like commenting on the comments other people are commenting on and you're like, you know, you have six different platforms going at once. Um, I thought that was all really interesting to see in a movie. And also it was kind of a, this interesting little time capsule because the movies from 2014, it was, it was amazing mm-hmm. to look at it and be like, Oh yeah, there was a time when Facebook was like useful <laughs> and like everybody used the way everybody used Facebook was like all your friends were on it and you were just Always chatting with them on Facebook all day. Yeah, you know. there are, uh, you can't, you're using TikTok for different things now. It's, it's very interesting. But yeah, overall, it's like a very big commitment to the the bit, really. Like you have to recognize oh, yes. yeah. the limitations and then just play them uh, in them. Uh, and especially uh, like uh, it's a real-time movie. I'm a sucker for a real-time movie. Uh, and it's uh, never boring despite that oh static God, nature yeah. of just one screen. Like you have to keep up with it, if anything. Uh I was so, surprised like, how engrossing it was. Honestly, I yeah, was not real, I yeah. was not expecting to be like really Yeah, that for how like movie. distracting uh like the screen stuff can be like where your eyes can go, it actually propels the sto- story forward. Like you're like what we're saying like it's familiar stuff that we all do. Like we're reveling in the familiarity here. Uh uh I mean even stuff like typing and retyping a message, finding that perfect thing to say. Yeah. Uh and and uh you know, you're not you want to blow up at someone. It's like kind of like easing your messages down to like the perfect thing to like not 
get someone to be overheated or then you do like react really big and have to say an all caps message or just that like you write like the first thing you really mean Mm -hmm. and then you delete it and write like two different nicer versions of it and then you just write something that like where you're pretending you're cool and you're not even upset you know yeah it it turns that familiar stuff that we do on its head to to scare us and uh, like the familiar stuff like like uh, think of like a, a frozen image on your screen or like how something can go to black or uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just the not, idea that or like, even like a message not being answered immediately, like all those stuff add to the suspense of this movie. The thing uh, you were saying that's like, um, cause they have this person in their Skype chat that they can't hang up on. There's a big part of this movie is just them being like, it's not letting me unfriend her. I'm clicking, look, I'm clicking and it, it's yeah. not. And they're like, share your screen. And she's like, look, it's just like, it's, I can't unfriend her. I can't forward like, the email. Yeah. It was all like, that weird. weird stuff, I don't yeah. know, like reloaded or something. <laughs> I was like, I, that is such a part of, of um, being online is like, oh, it's not letting me do this yeah. thing. It should let me do. And to make it like a sinister, you know, ghost thing was, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, simply put, it is a slasher movie. Uh, there's a revenge yeah. plot. There's a central cup, couple. There's a final girl. It's a about an unlunch of, uh, it's about a bunch of unlikable kids who get murdered one by one. Yeah, right. uh, there's uh, instead of like the uh, old man who just like gives a bunch of exposition of why they're coming out. It's uh, a message board they go yes. to, <laughs> which they show but, like all the messages are in different fonts and different sizes, which <laughs> I like really liked. It was a good attention to detail. But like it's it's simple, but like all the uh, execution of it is so original. Uh, and I found that more entertaining than scary. And there is like some gnarly stuff that happens, and it's fine by me. Like as it's a Somebody ghost shoves their throat blood. onto a blender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a uh, 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 yeah. Just the way like you know, you're saying, like using the internet to tell a story. It, it's real. Like there's no flashbacks. Uh, but like we're saying, how do how do how do we get this information and all this stuff? Uh, it's the one year anniversary of that. She's looking at the old YouTube videos. She's looking at old photos on Facebook. It's a weird guilty thing we all used to do. Was yeah. like scroll through old photos. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's so interesting and like torturing yourself, like looking at old photos. And um, yeah, it's basically like the movie is, um, it, the, the plot of it is like, what if you said, oh my God, kill yourself to somebody and the comments of a video and then they did kill themselves, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously you don't mean kill yourself. I mean, and mm-hmm. especially that was the thing at the time. I, I haven't watched um, this, the girl from Pl- Plainville show but like this is like a real I mean this is not real real but like that you know things like yeah. this happen it's there's a documentary that I would recommend that's better than the girl for Plainville uh, but I'm watching it it's uh, I like the kid the, the kid who killed himself he gets to sing he's a good actor sing. I'm watching it for performance only because it's not that good of a show I, I mean I imagine <laughs> it seems like it's not enough uh, event to be a whole I mean, TV show I, if we haven't crowned Elle the best fanning yet holy shit she's the best fan. oh my god she's amazing <laughs> Um, but Shout like, the great, uh, but yeah, yeah, um, like, uh, I don't know, there, there's that, like, we're saying that, like, when you're here's a good example of all the familiar stuff, the familiar stuff in a slasher movie that happens, like, of course, the girl had issues, uh, but the way they do that is so interesting, and it's like one of those things where she keeps deleting the message in her text message, like, she says, like, her uncle, no deletes it and then just says she had family issues it's like yeah "Yeah, that's the the thing to say so it's like a great way for us to see as the audience being like oh shit um yeah so it's just like all these nice touches of that and uh it really is uh like these kids are fucking guilty pieces of shit and like we if we don't know that like it just rolls out more uh it kind of like turns trolling into violence which is oddly satisfying (laughs) And like secrets get exposed. Secrets and that, get exposed. Yeah. In, secret, so in that great. regards, what what a, what a teen movie this is. Like teens telling each other secrets and stuff. This like was that. one of the like time capsule parts of it too. Is like, and maybe I'm way off base on this, but there this is still the time of like slut shaming and revenge porn and sure. like, oh my god, can you believe that yeah. this slut did this? Like, I feel like that in a post euphoria world, I feel like that does not really exist anymore. I mean, maybe it does. It may, depending on where you live in the world and what the mores are. We're definitely getting better or like more, uh, it was more consequences for it now as we get to learn about it. But yeah, uh, early Wild West days of it. Like, that, that was a YouTube video if they posted it on of the slut shaving. Yeah, YouTube girl would remove that video immediately, yeah, I feel like today. For real. Uh, yeah, other um, dated, specifically dated things. Uh, her running for help go is her scrolling through chat roulette. <laughs> chat roulette and going, please help me, please help me. It's kind of a funny scene, but it's also not because it's her like at her at the worst. Like, hey, someone's someone's about to die. I need help. It is funny, although also there are so many times in this movie where you just think to yourself, like, 
they should just like close the computer and go <laughs> like go outside like go get help from somebody and like that doesn't ever happen <laughs> that never no, ever well they happened. say like that they keep saying uh if you leave i will kill you which right, they did yeah. was it was a fucking ghost who killed them <laughs> it is great because the ghosts so the, there's a ghost who makes you kill yourself and they the movie has a kind of final destination level commitment to having yeah. each person's death is unique and surprising and yeah gross and upsetting you know which is pretty <laughs> All the great you know they're bickering at each other and like and we learn things like yeah they deserve to die <laughs> there's one of the people who kills themselves they're like having a big screaming fight then all of a sudden in the middle of screaming the person just shoots themselves in the face <laughs> like and because like something has happened that means they have to kill themselves and it's just so unexpected it's so it so yeah. comes out of nowhere in a certain way you know even though uh, you totally know it's gonna happen it's like yeah yeah, I mean it, it happens, and it's great. It happens because it happens in this, uh, you know, the Shakespearean manner of these six kids used this tool of the internet to bully someone anonymously yes. and do, it. and then then the internet is their own comeuppance. Now That's they how they're meeting their demise their via internet. Yeah, it's fucking. I mean, there is like very interesting ways it happens. Like even like uh, they're playing uh, Never Have I Ever. A printer yeah. gets to be oh in it. God. Oh man, there's a time where a, a pop up ad came. <laughs> And it was showing for like uh, uh, all like these girls, and it showed like a frame frame of earlier in the film when she was like taking off her shirt. Yeah, when they were having like, well yeah. done. Not commented on in any way by the film, yeah. but of course you notice it. Yeah, real that was yeah. really great. Uh, sp- uh, Spotify gets haunted at one point. There is a haunted Spotify. <laughs> there's a haunted pop up ad. Yeah. There's haunted report Facebook post forms, you know? <laughs> and it, it, it's like I said earlier, it is like it's uh, it goes quick for its 80 minutes because it's real time, uh, but still it's 80 minutes. So it is kind of like slow in that regards that like this shit played out. Would, if it did play out, it would play out over oh uh, this amount of time, like around two hours. Uh, I did read that they did try uh, initially filming uh it in segments of like 10 minute segments like everyone's at their computer and then it would like get direction via like text or like off camera uh but then uh the girl uh which i should look up her name because the cast is 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 pretty solid i mean the cast does a really good job but they're also like completely anonymous attractive yeah there are very anonymous yeah yeah. shelly henning uh i'll give her but she asked she does yeah she has to do it in one take uh which is uh awesome because i think that was uh she had to do all the scary she's the final girl and a very, very good performance from her. I don't know if she's been in everything else. I can click on her thing as I looked her up. Oh, uh, she is the recipient of a Teen Choice Award and two Daytime Emmy nominations. Oh, she was Miss Louisiana in 2004. Oh, my God. Amazing. Miss Teen Louisiana, excuse Miss me. Teen oh, she's Louisiana. from Lafayette. Check her out. Oh, that family down check there. her out. That um, is really <laughs> funny. I mean, it is funny because the cast is just like, it's just like hot teens. Like none of them are anybody you've ever seen. Before. Oh, actually, no. There is. Uh, I, I know uh, one of the actors. He's great, Jacob Wasaki. Uh, so great. He plays Ken. He's the one, the the, the one fat friend. Okay, okay, uh, yeah, but uh, there, uh, the John C. Riley vehicle Terry, uh, which is him and his, he produced. Uh, he starred in that movie. Great, great. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, if you remember Beverly Love Flynn, which I uh, rewatched recently, he he's a scene stealer. I mean, Beverly Love Flynn is only exists for people to steal scenes. And then yeah. uh, Jacob Wasaki gets, uh, gets his scenes in the steal. It's great. Uh, he was also in uh, pitch perfect really? and some other stuff, but he's a working actor. Okay, I always uh, respect. I haven't seen any seeing, of those things. But, uh, you know, I, Jacob I, Wasaki, he does. Uh, he's the fat one who knows technology. So he's one of the first ones to die. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> he does make a fart joke in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's he makes a fart joke that he holds up a a a a blender of salsa to make to to land his fart joke, My and then salsa. later we learn that blender is right by him as he sticks his hand in it. Yeah, it's Chekhov's blender. He, yeah, it comes back later when he jams his arm in it, and he's going. Oh my god! I hope so he gets great. more more rolls. I um, like seeing him. Caleb, do you want to do you want to do you want to say like which of these movies you would yeah. rather um you would recommend or you have to say jam your hand into a blender ah! you just made your signature salsa in? <laughs> uh, like we're saying, Unfriended is it's a dumb horror slash movie, but it's so inventive and you should see it for the sense of like it is something you probably will get ripped off going it's like forward. It's a final like, destination. It is. It's like yeah, a it's a good horror movie that's great. Yeah, it's good a movie, uh, and that's why we cover it thing. But it's still like. Uh, dumb and cheesy whereas i feel we're all going to the world's fair it really is like hitting on something much bigger and like at, as this question is asked and more about like the internet as a placement in the whole and how we're not going back and 
how we are as a as people too. It, it got me asking that beautiful art shit that movies get you to do. It's also just really good. And like I, I laughed out loud at a lot of parts to it. Like during like her her videos, and then also like there's a bunch of cold water being thrown on you, like very stark imagery and an Alex G score. I'm an Alex G fan. Uh, yeah, lots of love about we're all going to the world fair. It's one of my favorite movies so far of two zero two two. Uh, so I'm picking we're all going to the world's fair. Yeah, Caleb. I mean, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, definitely it's the like more interesting artistic film of the two of them. I will say like being completely for real, like, I was really surprised by how entertaining I found Unfriended. Like, what a watchable, dumb movie. Like, it was great. And it did, as much as we were talking about um, we're all going to the World's Fair and the way that it depicts living on the internet, I think there's another, like, a little bit more you might identify with as a, you know, you might identify with a little more in unfriended where it is, it is also showing you like what it's like living on the internet and doing all your socializing through the internet. Um, in a way that like, yeah, it was interesting to watch, you know, and you don't see all mm-hmm. the time. Definitely more broader of broader, the two movies yeah. going for, uh, uh, something like, like I said, even like, as she's watching these movies, like we, I think we referenced the, uh, there's actual ghosts in the computer that, uh, the Slender Man's going to grab me. Like that's, they're kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's like the ring or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, of course I just, you know, I, how can I say, you have to say I'm going to the world. We're all going <laughs> to the world's fair is a much more inventive and courageous and mysterious movie. And it's, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's a compliment it's a that it's better movie. than, uh, these, both of them are very, very good movies too, which is uh, wild. And, uh, why we're, we're, we're talking about it. I would even say that unfriended is one of the, super underrated will perpetually be underrated for uh even just its actual production design of like having all the computer the people's backgrounds but also just uh the way things moved or like the actually design of uh, it's like that's one of those things that's paying total attention to like every file name and Mm -hmm. like track that's being shown and like advertisement and headline and font and the order that it's like they spent, you know, they didn't spend a lot of money, but they spent a lot of time like making mm-hmm. the environment. You know, we didn't say the director's name, Leo uh, Levon. Uh, his Georgian uh, Gabradadze. Uh, yeah, I think Unfriended's like the only thing I've ever seen him do. He's also like a, a, a local actor in Georgia, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't really read about. I could, I guess, I really couldn't find out about like how he got to make this film. But good for fucking him and. Yeah, another fucking cap in Blumhouse, man. What a what a amazing. what an amazing what a cool dude. Get out, what an amazing purge thing that he's doing. Yeah. Insidious split. That, that dude knows how to make money, and he the things that he makes are good in a certain yeah. way. You know, yeah, he made Whiplash too. You forget he made they produced Whiplash. <laughs> that is totally that's so fucking wild. Um, that's the show, brother. It's so yeah. nice to talk to you as always. Yeah, talk about films. Talk about good things. I love talk films. About happy. I love yeah. movies. I love it. I love it. Linden Boulevard. We love it. Uh, and you watched, did you watch World's Fair? Uh, it's on video on demand. Yeah, I watched it on demand. Okay, yeah. I think it's, I think I read it coming to HBO Max where they just bought the rights to it. Oh, eventually. really? Oh, uh, but I mean, it's, I mean, good, good for him for letting it straight for being theaters for, yeah, uh, and I felt, I felt good to pay for it. it. And it wasn't expensive. It wasn't, it was $6.99, which is Ooh. weird. That's like, I've for never, sure. it, things are always $3.99 or $19.99. $6.99. All right, fine. Whatever. Hey, I'm, happy, I'm happy to pay it. Highbrow of the, of the cheaper version. The highbrow price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>